welcome to Spanning the Spurs, a San Antonio Spurs podcast and a member of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. I'm your host, Corbin Ford. You can follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. And on Spanning the Spurs, we talk about the players, the coach, and the opposition of the best NBA team in Texas. I thank y'all for joining me, and let's get started. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Spanning the Spurs. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Knock a Few Buck, 305 Culture, Cavalier Central, Hashtag Lakers, Blazing the Path, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, and At the Buzzer. Plus, our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, and The Green Light. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E. E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Welcome to another edition of Spanning the Spurs, a San Antonio Spurs podcast. My name is Corbin Ford, and Spanning the Spurs is part of the Hoopheads family of shows. Definitely make sure to check them out. Hoopheads Network. Follow that. A lot of great content across the board. Make sure to check out the network on Twitter. On Twitter at HoopheadsPodNet. Again, HoopheadsPodNet. Uh, the network brings you the best in basketball content featuring shows and hosts dedicated to growing the game for coaches, players, and fans. So, I mean, definitely, definitely make sure to do that. All right, so on today's edition of Spanning the Spurs, we have some news to talk about. The Spurs have been in the news, not exactly for the right reasons. We'll take stock of where the Spurs lie right now, and we'll go over just some some odds and ends. For example, is Andre Drummond a good fit for the San Antonio team? Well, without further ado, let's get started, right? All right, so the news is is bad. Um, it just it just keeps coming. Uh. Four Spurs tested positive for COVID, so the NBA has postponed the next three games for San Antonio. That includes Wednesday's uh, a game against Cleveland, Saturday's game against New York, and Monday's game against Indiana. Uh, in addition, they've also uh, pushed back the Charlotte Hornets' next two games, which were against Chicago and against Denver. This is in accordance, of course, with the NBA's health and safety protocol. Now, there's no word yet on which players were impacted by these results. All that we know right now is that four Spurs players did test positive. And you have to remember the Spurs did play Charlotte on Sunday, and then prior to that, Atlanta. So, so far, 
good news for those teams. Neither have had any reported positive tests, but in this case, of course, this is an issue. Um, and not only is it that, but Texas already right now, between the extreme weather that's just been blanketing them, they've been just completely without power in certain circumstances, uh, in, in a lot of circumstances, just the amount of cold, the bl- just the blistering weather conditions make it unfortunate in general. So, you know, you have that already, and then you have this as well. It's, it's, it's bad news all around. And, I don't know, obviously, you hope for the best. I mean, as news comes out, of course, we'll have it here, but in terms of, uh, who did, uh, you know, test positive for that right now, that's not of the concern. It's just really hoping that they get better. Um, and, you know, in the meantime, between time, we follow along and hope things stay somewhat level with this roster here because that's kind of our next topic. And, I mean, without further ado, we might as well get into it. But the Spurs, they've played pretty solidly. San Antonio Spurs fans, we have uh, we have something to be proud of right now. I mean, not only have the Spurs team just showed fight throughout, but right now they currently sit sixth in the Western Conference. And this is coming off of uh, two straight wins, three out of four. And really, if you go back, uh, five out of six, being the Timberwolves, being the Rockets, being the Warriors in one of the two games they played, and then, of course, the Hawks and the Hornets. I mean, the Spurs team, they're okay right now. Uh, Just kind of going over a little bit of their uh, intangibles here in terms of where they lie in the NBA. The Spurs currently sit 21st in offensive rating, so that's not super great. They're 8th in defensive rating, and they're 17th in net rating. So more middle of the pack there. Uh, one guy, and this is a shame, but we, we, uh, it almost hurts me to, to say this because DeMar DeRozan has played so well for San Antonio. He's, he's done it all. I mean, the numbers tell you he's had a solid year, 19 points, just under seven assists a game, five rebounds, shooting 48% from the field, uh, 33% from, from three, you know, getting to the line decently enough, leading the Spurs in that category with just under seven attempts a game, do shooting that at 89%. I mean, it's clearly been the one consistent cog for this Spurs team. And yet, it's all-star season, right? So all-star voting is a big thing, you know, and, and this is where the issue comes. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me take a deep breath here before I, before I break down where DeMar DeRozan sits in terms of who is outvoting him for all-star consideration in the Western Conference. Okay, so this is from Pounding the Rock contributor and all-around great follow, Noah Magaro-George. Definitely make sure to check him out at N underscore Magaro, M-A-G-A-R-O. But Clay Thompson, who has just been running rampant with the All-Star votes, like, honestly, this is my just, it's not even a hot take. If you can't actually play in the All-Star game, you shouldn't be able to receive votes. Simple as that. If you're out for the season, yes, that does include the All-Star game. Those votes are wasted and not given to more deserving players like DeMar DeRozan. But fine. That's just my my one little piece there. He shouldn't even be getting them. But it's not just him. Let's talk about guys who have played, who are still getting more all-star votes than DeMar DeRozan. Alex Caruso, Andrew Wiggins, Carmelo Anthony. Are you serious? I mean, there is no reason. It's silly. It's a straight-up popularity contest, like the ones you get in elementary school. It's just a joke. It's it's an asinine system. It doesn't make any sense at all. And I'm not sure why we aren't giving DeMar DeRozan the credit that credit is due for. I mean, yes, it is a tough, tough 
season right now, especially in the Western Conference, you know, games being missed uh, among teams, COVID-19 still being a factor, all of this. But what you're getting from DeMar DeRozan is just consistent all-star play. I mean, he's just been going after it every night. I, I don't understand why he's not getting at least a, a look at it just con- serious consideration. I mean, his, his scoring right now is actually the lowest it's been since the 2014-2015 season. But his playmaking is the reason why he leads the team in assists. It's been crucial to setting up the Spurs. 30% of the Spurs field goals this season have been assisted by DeRozan, which is a career high for him. So when he comes on, the floor just opens up so much more for other guys to get shots. Go anywhere from a Keldon Johnson to a Lonnie Walker to a DeJounte Murray. And his turnovers is his lowest mark since the rookie season, 1.7. That is a great assist-to-turnover ratio, 6.7 assists to 1.7 turnovers. And you have to think about that. That is his lowest mark since rookie season, but back then in his rookie season, his usage rate was only 18%. It's jumped up to 23%. There's only five other players right now averaging 20 points, five assists, and six rebounds. That's Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, LeBron James, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook. And two of those five guys that is mentioned are MVP candidates here. Am I saying that's DeRozan? No, but I'm just just calling that out. You know what I mean? Now they're making an, they're making an impact. All of these guys. Maybe you could argue a little bit about Westbrook. He's having a down year. Statistically, you know, I think he can walk into triple-double, but he's having a down year. Fine. We'll, we'll agree on that. But aside from that, Harden, LeBron, Jokic, Doncic, I mean, those guys are helping winning basketball, but DeMar DeRozan is right up there as well. I mean, and this is when you're comparing the winning of the Spurs to a team like the Wizards or the Mavericks, where you have a Bradley Bill and Luka Doncic, and both those guys are locks. They're in, right? But their team's worse records than, than the Spurs right now. Just losing records. And I think if you look at this, you look at the way the Spurs were slated to come in. We had so many questions about what they would be right now. For them to be in the thick of the Western Conference playoff race right now with DeMar DeRozan playing the way that he has, I mean, you have to give the guy credit. And I think that credit should extend to a a little bit more of a nod on the All-Star voting. I just do. I mean... I was kind of down on DeMar DeRozan's all-star appearances after he shifted from Toronto to San Antonio just because the Western Conference is loaded with guards, four types, that sort of thing where it's, you know, granted, maybe a little bit easier to do it in the East than it is to do in San Antonio with the West. But even with that just heavy uh, obstacles in his way, he's overcome that with the numbers he's been putting up. You can't argue with what you see. It's it's uh, The numbers say it. The eye test backs it up. And it's honestly just a shame that he's not getting the recognition he deserves. That's my piece on that. DeMar DeRozan, NBA All-Star. Why not? Why not? But looking back on the Spurs, they have been solid. They've been solid. You know, offensively, again, a lot of it comes with DeRozan, but it starts there and it works top down. You know, right now, the Spurs have, and I'm going to count it for you, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players averaging double digits. Eight players. And all these guys have played 18 games or more. The one playing the least is, is LaMarcus Aldridge, who, I mean, let's be real, is, is having down, a down year. But all these guys right now, averaging double figures, it's balanced spread scoring. That's what's good about this. You have uh, DeRozan averaging six to seven point assists per game. You have DeJounte Murray sitting at five. You know, Keldon Johnson's giving you two and a half. 
you're getting good distribution from a, from a few of these guys as well. And that's what's been helpful. Their defense has been great. Devin Vassell already playing the most minutes of a Spurs rookie since Kawhi. And, you know, the numbers aren't going to jump off the page. Five, uh, three, one, and one. Five points, three rebounds, one assist, one steal a game. Isn't going to knock your socks off or anything. But the dude's making an impact. Making his presence felt. Shooting 39% from three on two and a half threes a game. Making making the most of his of his wingspan and, and, and defensive ability. And I think he's going to be a nice fit, especially when you see how he's going to slide in, you know, as Rudy Gay uh, kind of transitions out of the Spurs picture. Rudy Gay playing well himself, 11 points, 5 rebounds. He's been a big reason alongside, of course, Patty Mills, averaging 13 points and just under 3 assists a game. A big reason why the Spurs' offense off the bench has been potent. Those two really keep it going. But we have to take a moment to talk about Derek White. Derek White, for the season, 11 points, 1 rebound, just under 4 assists a game. Now, mind you, this is his 8th game this year he's he's had uh that foot injury for a while he came back was out again with injuries you know but he's turning the corner and you gotta love what you see with that backcourt of Derek White and DeJounte Murray this duo this is what Spurs fans thought they were getting from about a year and a half ago you know you have the defensive versatility the length and athleticism with DeJounte Murray you have Steady defense by Derek White, clutch shot making, and we saw this, like the realized version of what these two can be, and let's be real, they're still very young, uh, considering. I mean, DeJounte Murray's 24, Derek White's 26, but you got them locked up for the next two, three, four years, you know? Against the Hornets, DeJounte Murray led the team with 26 points, Derek White added 25, and let's just look at the entire style line for these two. DeJounte Murray, 26 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals. Derek White, 25 points, 4 assists, 4 steals, 2 rebounds. This duo stepped it up. Their defense, their ball hawking, just getting in there was great. They, they've racked up so many steals already. And when you get clutch shot making from these guys, oh, it's even better. And having someone like Derek White has even helped with the ball movement more. Because you're getting some of that more beautiful basketball, some of that hot potato around the horn type of basketball that gets Spurs open looks and really makes it easier for guys who... You know, I think the Spurs have some decent uh, shot creators of their own, but if you can make a shot easier, why wouldn't you do that, right? And that's what you get with this insertion of Derek White. And mind you, he is still working his way back into form. You know, this isn't the realized version. 11 points and 4 assists is not bad at all, but this is not, like, the final iteration of Derek White this season. It just isn't, you know? He's had a bunch of games where he's been inactive. Uh, these 25 points is the most he scored this season, which just eclipses his... Uh, game back in February, uh, well, not February, but the, the sixth of this last month over the Rockets, we had 14 and five, but he's getting back to numbers that, you know, as he builds that confidence, he gets his feet under him more as he gets going in that way, he can build up to this and become the player that the Spurs knew that they were getting when they signed this extension. The guy we saw in the bubble last year, the guy we saw in the playoffs the year before that. That's great. That's exciting. And you know what? This roster as a whole right now, has been very competent. We're not going to see them in action for a little bit of time here, at least for the next week like we talked about. But there's a lot of good takeaways here. Another guy I got to give love, man, Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson has been a beast. I don't want to compare him to a Charles Barkley because that's, I mean, come on. Charles Barkley was a, a, a wonder kind, uh, someone that is not going to be uh, replicated. But if you look at someone, again, in Keldon Johnson, 6'5", small forward, who plays power forward, leading the team in rebounding, at seven per, 
14.5 points, 7 rebounds a game. This guy's on my most improved player list. Mind you, he went from 17 games the year before to, you know, playing and starting all 27 up to this point. But even the 9 points and 3.4 rebounds on, you know, uh, good shooting numbers but on limited volume to now having a bigger role than, yes, 46% from the field, 32% from three, but 7 rebounds a night. Being a force in every game that he plays for the most part. I mean, if you look at it already, he's had between uh, 10 to 14 games where he's had six rebounds or more. He's had what, what, 20, um, like 20, he's had 20 or more. No, he's had six games where he's had 10 to 14 rebounds. He's had five games where he's had 20 to 29 points. He can log big minutes. He's a durable player. He can run in transition. The guy is a monster. And for his size, the defensive recognition that he has, you know, definitely still an improvement there. But offensively, I mean, uh, the guy's the truth. You know, you could definitely shore up the three-point shooting a little bit. I mean, it has been slipping a little bit uh, to the tune, like I said, of the thirty of the 32%. But the guy's not shy about getting him up. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and honestly, the confidence, the swag with which he plays with, the guy's a tank. Kelvin Johnson is a tank. And I could really see him being a more offensively versatile P.J. Tucker type role. Now, P.J. Tucker is a savant on the defensive end. So let's just stop the comparison there. I just mean someone who is a multifaceted big who is really a small in terms of size, but plays bigger than his size, but for all the right reasons. You know, having that floor stretching ability, not being a guy who can who's undersized but can't shoot but plays a big type of role. I mean, I, I would liken his game even to a better version of a Ronnie Hollis Jefferson. And Hollis Jefferson is bigger than him. It's crazy, and the dude's 21. I mean, you got to love what you see from him. You got to love what you see from Calvin Johnson. Speaking of bigs on the Spurs, uh, this was something that it's been brought up just slightly. I mean, it's not even really news, and I don't see it happening, right? But, you know, early Monday, uh, ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski and Brian Windhorst broke the news that the Cleveland Cavs were going to stop playing Andre Drummond while they look for a trade partner to take on um, Drummond in this $28.7 million contract, right? I guess it was some rumbling on, on Twitter about the Spurs possibly being involved in the hunt. You know, I, I, I guess it could be worked out making a, a, a straight up deal for Aldridge for Drummond, uh, with Drummond being the guy that can help this team kind of over the top, but I don't see how that works. Um, for one, I mean, offensively, he doesn't fit. You know, it's, it's, he's not, uh, he doesn't have a soft finish around the basket or a touch around there, but his, his, his confidence in his abilities might actually kind of, junk up the Spurs offense because he's not the type of player that he thinks he is. He is. And he likes his post-up numbers, even though if you look at them, they are wildly inefficient. It's not even funny. Uh, he's third in the league right now in post-up possessions per game, seventh in frequency and 118th in points per possession. Uh, shout out to Ethan uh, Farina uh, from Fansided for, for those numbers on his own Spurs piece. But it doesn't work. Uh, defensively, I mean, you could go there, but why would you do that when you have more production from Spurs already on your roster? Jakob Pertl's been solid defensively for this team. Drew Banks has had his moments. Jakob Pertl's done just fine. And Marcus Aldridge has slipped, but I don't think he slipped enough that you would trade him for Drummond. And, and even if, I mean, Aldridge does bring that floor spacing ability that Drummond just simply doesn't. And that spread floor has been so integral to the Spurs' success this season uh, even when Jakob comes in, he's not that guy that can, you know, replicate that ability, but he brings his own rebounding, the finishing around the rim, uh, another element that can balance the Spurs out. You bring in Drummond, you get none of that floor spacing at the five at all, unless you're going to go small and slide Johnson or Rudy Gay or others to the five spot. That's not going to happen. 
And that's where you're in trouble. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're just not going to get that. So defensively, is he an upgrade with the Spurs that are in the roster? No. Offensively, he's definitely not. And, and not even that. His offensive game doesn't fit because he obviously has uh, – uh, what do you – I'm trying to find the right word for it. Like uh, delusions of grandeur of what he can accomplish on the offensive end. Maybe he thinks he's like the next Shaquille O'Neal, Hakeem Olajuwon hybrid when he's really more of like a Greg Monroe. And I would say Greg Monroe was a lot more skilled in the post. Actually, I wouldn't say that. He was a lot more skilled in the post. And even then, that's not the way the Spurs offense runs. So in my mind, there's just no way that works. I mean – uh, contract-wise, I guess you could offer that one-for-one one deal and get what you're looking for, but that would not be an idea or recipe for success, in my opinion. It just doesn't work for me. All right, so taking stock again of where the Spurs right now are, six in the Western Conference, have a lot of games ahead, uh, but you know the next couple are going to be pushed off for now. So we're going to have to check back in a little bit, kind of see where the Spurs are. I'll come in with some news, probably do another... Um, Another edition of this coming up soon with just kind of like a, a, a historical segment. Let's get some, let's get some Spurs history up in here. You know, why not? You know, so, uh, definitely stay tuned for that, but make sure to follow Spanning the Spurs on Twitter at Span the Spurs. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Spanning the Spurs. You can follow the Hoop Heads Podcast Network or the Hoop Heads Network of Shows, Hoop Heads Pod Net on Twitter. Definitely make sure that you do that. Uh, great NBA content, great coaching content, great basketball content across the board. You can follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. But until next time, that'll do it here for us on Spanning the Spurs. As we always say, dear Spurs fans, go Spurs, go. <laughs> All right, y'all. If you have an existing podcast or are looking to launch your own pod but aren't sure where to start, the team at My Podcast Manager can help. Our podcast team works behind the scenes so you can do what you do best. We'll help you launch your podcast, make it sound great, and free up your time for the more enjoyable parts of podcasting. If you're ready to put your podcast editing, production, and promotion on autopilot with a trusted team of podcasting professionals, visit MyPodcastManager.com to get started. Now just about do it here for another episode of Spanning the Spurs. Thank y'all for joining me. Make sure to like, review, subscribe, wherever you find podcasts. If you like this show, make sure to check out the other great shows on the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. A lot of great content going on over there forward certain. Where you can find me? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. And until then, stay cool and I'll catch y'all next time on another episode of Spanning the Spurs. And as always, go Spurs, go.